again. And welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, hour three, live on my talk world seven one. And whenever you want us on our my talk app, I'm Jason, Lex, and Holly coming up. A little pop of pop culture in our third hour. Holly has a full size dirt alert, and then the moment you've been waiting for. The Friday WTF Weekly Trivia Face-Off. Holly Roberts, uh, who are our enemies today? We've got a show remix happening. It's Donna Valentine and Bradley Trainer. That's right. Ooh. Now, Lex, uh, uh, and then uh, the category, Holly? The category is the Grammys. Grammys. There we go. We love coming the Grammys. Up. We do. It's coming up. Okay, now, Lex, before I ask about Law & Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cannot forget... We cannot forget when Donna Valentine is here. Yes. We, ha- we have to corner her. Yes. About appetizer madness. The most important thing happening in our building at yeah. our station. Appetizer Absolutely. madness. Um, it's an appetizer competition in our building. Mm-hmm. Our uh, vice president, the emperor, is a very important guy, has a lot of stuff to do. Nothing is more important. Nothing than appetizer madness and getting us, the employees, to participate. Yep. Getting involved, so, creating community. Mm-hmm. It's so are, breaking bread and appetizers together. Yep, breaking dumplings. Yep. And the mm-hmm. morning show is participating. Sure are. We are. We are participating. Yeah, and we do know that Bradley and Don are as well. They're actually making three different apps. Mm, whatever, whatever. So, we're, yeah, we'll uh, definitely uh, bring we're it going, up. We're going quality over quantity. Mm. Too much. Mm. Don's making balls, right? She's Two making kinds balls. of balls. Yep. Okay. Yeah, boring. And Bradley is cylinder shaped. Uh, no, boring. Nope. Do we know what the cylinder shape actually is going to be? You know, didn't get into the details. I'm wondering if sourdough's involved or mm, if it would go in the meat route. That's so 2020. We're doing crunchy chili teriyaki dumplings. Oh, yum. Come on. I just might want to eat just that. Come on. Mm. We're going to win. We're, we're going to win. People are going to love, they're going to, they're going to love these dumplings. They're going to love the sauce that I make. It's fantastic. Yeah. So there we go. Yep. Uh, but we got it, but we did not get a commitment yet. No. From Donna and Steve. So. Nor Loria Julia. Okay. Grant well, or Mike. So. Okay. We got well, we some questions get... to ask. So we yes, do. Donna Valentine, we're asking her today for sure. Today. Today. Yes. Uh, a little pop of pop culture here. Lex, I'm very sorry. I we oh. lost one of your favorite characters. Yeah, and one of your favorite shows, didn't we? This week was it yeah. Last night, last night was his last episode after 400 episodes, 20 seasons on Law and Order. Our District Attorney Jack McCoy, played by Sam Waterston, was his last episode to replace by the new DNA portrayed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh. Of course, of scandal. Among other things, but that's what I always think of him. And Ghost, right. Uh, And so I I need to watch it this weekend. That's on my list because um, I just want to see, you know, it's always interesting how the writers, especially of Law & Order, for for how many episodes they write, uh, say goodbye to a character. Um, And I was reading just some of the dialogue of what happened, and uh, there's a nice little kiss at the end of a look back into the courtroom. So they Adventure don't kill, of a lifetime. They don't kill him off, do they? No, no, no. no. no yeah, he's no. just retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. As That's he is good. in real life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we're good. 
Uh, now I've I always watch it. I'm I'm always a few seasons behind. And now, if we weren't doing the show, I probably would be up to date. But because it's not a show that we can necessarily talk about here, it usually gets pushed to the back burner, uh, which is fine because I I really do love Law and Order. And so, seeing him in this episode, he's full fully white hair now. Yeah. So he's just like you know, hey, it's time we're moving on, and uh, this is the type of show where people can come and go. But he has been on, you know, for twenty seasons. That's 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 his legacy. Time. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, well, let's talk about it more. I'm sorry, we, uh, we shouldn't push Law and Order to the back. Let's let's talk about it more. Well, no, I don't mean it in that it has anything to do with the quality of it, oh, but you know, oh, the nuances oh, oh, oh. of each case. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. our overarching themes, you know, with how the detectives behave and with each other and stuff. But otherwise, you know, yeah, you want to hear about the strangling in Central Park oh, and how they, oh, you know, oh, yeah, the oh, crime yeah, well, figured it out. Crime of the oh, week right. kind of thing, exactly. you know, where it's just like, OK, there are overarching narratives, but a lot of it's just like contained yeah. within each yeah. episode. Also, Sam Watterson, 83 years old. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let the man go to Boca. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let him go to Boca. Yeah. The episode is called Last Dance. If you're interested, it's season 23 already. In honor of your show, Lex, I, mm-hmm. I pulled some oh. Law & Order fun facts. Okay. Ready. You ready for some? just a few to compliment this? Okay. Law & Order creator Dick Wolf. Did you know he got to start writing ad copy for like toothpaste and stuff? I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Cool. He said he didn't want to sell toothpaste for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, the way he's uh, cranking out those stories and also multiple law and orders. You know, we've got SVU and mm-hmm. a lot of other different. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chris Noth mm-hmm. was not a shoe in to play Detective Mike Logan. People think that he was. He was not. Oh, Eric LaSalle from ER was up for that role. Mm. Yeah. And Michael Madsen. From Reservoir Dogs? Michael Madsen. Oh, okay. Was up for it. Mm-hmm. I can NBC. see both of them in that. Yeah. Uh, and listen to this. I, I always love these. NBC wasn't the first. They weren't even the second network pitched for Law & Order. It wow, I wonder how went, they feel about that now, the other two. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and think of, no, let me just add a layer to this as I give this fun fact for Law and Order as we celebrate Sam Watterson here. The show is older than my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to, yeah. just want to, I just want to put it out there because the first pilot mm-hmm. was shot in 1988. Dang. For CBS. Wow. Wow. CBS said, ah, no, no dice. And then it went to Barry Diller at Fox, which was new at the time. Fox was like two years old. Uh, and they had married with children. That was it. And the Tracy Ullman show. And Fox was like, oh, no, thank you. And then finally, NBC took it. Wow. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder what kind of the deal they got at that point. Yeah. And my favorite one. Because it's just a it's a good news story. Law and Order single handedly brought production back to New York City after uh, about a decade of uh, of decreasing production in New York City. Nice. Yeah, it fueled production in New York. 
Yeah, they need lots of extras. A lot uh-huh. of people playing dead bodies. Yeah. So there we go. That's like a rite of passage, right? For any actor going through New York City or maybe even the East Coast. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Play, yeah. I'm going to play, play a someone. dead guy in Law and Order. All right. <laughs> Up and coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sarah Paulson was on there. Philip Seymour Hoffman was on there. Wow. So many people. Love it. Yeah. I love that too. And goodbye, oh. Jack McCoy. He's tried his last Bye-bye. case. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Still haven't seen a single episode. Oh man, it's time. Oh, it, I should. How many episodes? Dang, Dick Wolf is worth. I mean, he makes a hundred twenty-five million dollars a year. Oh, how many? Oh, okay, law. He, 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 yeah, he's worth two billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, there are enough episodes for you to just dip a toe in. I've at least seen maybe one or two. I do did enjoy Jerry Orbach on that series. Yes. Yeah. This is the 23rd season. Just take that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 23rd season. Wow. I mean, it did go away for a while. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. The original did go away for a little while. It did. And then NBC brought it back. Yeah. I'm going to put out on Twitter. I forgot that I wrote a whole fun fact article many, a couple moons ago. Did you? About Law & Order. I forgot about that. So well, like, Holly, put that up All right, there, we'll just put that up. You get their fun facts. You mentioned nice. the episode count. Um, if Wikipedia is to believe, yeah. Lex, what do you think? Give me an episode. What do you What do you think, oh. my love? Uh, let me give you. Let me give you a little help. Okay. Because uh, you know I can pull this one out of my butt. Okay. Uh, Dallas ran for 13 years and had 356 episodes. So just there's a little perspective for you. What do you think your show? Well, mm, I know it's more than 400 because that's what they're saying. What uh, that um, Jack McCoy was in. Okay. Or Sam Waterston. Um, Price is right. 450. Okay, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna mark you down for 450. Holly Roberts, there. What do you, what do you, what do you think? 451, Bob. Ah! The actual episode count is 493. Ah. 493. Wow, it's incredible. Isn't that? Isn't that? I mean, that's just a lot of television. Yeah. Lots of That's cases. a lot, a lot of television. Four hundred and ninety-three episodes. Wow! Well, congratulations to Law and Order. Yeah. And Sam Watterson, have fun in Boca. Oh my goodness! Yep. Yeah. Wear some sunscreen. He's great in <laughs> Grace and Frankie too. Oh. Uh, yeah. Join Team My Talk for Big Climb Minneapolis. Tenth year for that one. Saturday, Eight. April twentieth. Yeah. Lex, you were what eight years you climbed? Yeah, we did it for many, many years. Many years. So, yeah, that, that's the weekend of my husband's birthday. But Donna Valentine, Matt and Belanger, Matt Belanger. Yeah. they're climbing, and it's at US Bank Stadium. That's a pretty cool venue for it. It's been the last couple of years. MyTalk1071.com. Use keyword climb and help this wonderful organization. We're gonna help ourselves do a heap and helping of dirt with the dirt alert. With Holly Roberts, plus WTF is coming up. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I have some friends coming in this weekend. The Brits are here. British Invasion. And you know where we're going to take them. Uh, we're going to run to Red. Red Cow. It's kind of a tradition the last time they were here. Oh, uh, getting the, they love the homemade cheese curds, the homemade award-winning chips and dip. Uh, now, those are classics, my friends. Those are classic. Let me tell you about some new things. You know what I'm going to start with. I had it for uh, dinner a couple nights ago. That kale salad. Peanut vinaigrette. What do I? Uh, I add the protein to that kale salad. Oh my goodness! The crispy shrimp. I get the crispy shrimp uh, with the the peanut uh, sauce because the crispy shrimp appetizer is also new. Oh my goodness! 
It has a little kick to it, and it's so good. I emailed my buddies, Luke and Tracy, who own it. I said, this is one of my favorite apps and favorite salads you have ever launched. I'm serious. They also have a Cobb salad, too, um, a BLT, a chicken club. It's so good. Uh, you got to get there. So this weekend, be like me. Meet me at Red Cow North Loop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Is a my talk dirt alert. Hope you missed us because we're back. Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk 1071. It's time to get caught up. It's time to hear about all the happenings in Hollywood with the one and only Holly Roberts. Let's talk about Brandy Glanville today. And her, accu- yeah. <laughs> and her accusations against Andy Cohen of sexual harassment. Yeah. Her legal representation sent a lengthy letter addressed to Andy Cohen and Bravo, claiming that an inebriated Andy Cohen sent her a video message stating of his, quote, intention to sleep with another Bravo star that night while thinking of her and invited her to watch via FaceTime. Now, this letter continues stating that Glanville felt both, quote, trapped and disgusted due to the nature of Cohen's exchange. Now, this letter went public yesterday, but before it went public, Andy Cohen released his own statement explaining that the video was very clearly a joke to Glanville and featured former Below Deck star Kate Chastain. He tweeted, quote, it was absolutely meant in jest and Brandy's response clearly communicated she was in on a joke that said it was totally inappropriate and I apologize. uh, Oh. Yeah. Um, I have a hard, I'm, I, I, I have a hard time taking Brandy Glanville seriously. I'm just going to say it. I, I, and I have no great love for Andy Cohen, but I have a hard time taking her seriously. I just do. And there's some context for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Carolyn Manzo. From the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip sued Bravo and NBC Universal, alleging that she had been sexually harassed and assaulted by Brandy Glanville while filming the show in Morocco. And she alleges that Brandy Glanville, while they were filming, forcibly kissed her and then groped her in her areas during the taping of an episode. And that lawsuit 
seems to still be ongoing. Because if you watch any appearance of Brandy on Watch What Happens Live, and and I watch the WWHL with some regularity. Yeah. Um, look, Brandy's language, and this isn't an excuse. I'm just with with, with my eyes, with my eyes see. <laughs> Brandy's every comment to Andy on that show in the past. Yep. Brandy is sexually charged. Br- Brandy makes all sorts of and and on Beverly Hills, she was so inappropriate with everybody sitting on laps and grabbing things. And and she's done it to Andy. So if this was a joke, Andy probably thought it was in the realm of comfort for her because of their dynamic in the past. So I see where Andy's coming from. And again, I take anything that Brandy says with a grain of salt. I just do. Yeah, so, and, and this messy, yeah, and this letter, you know, it further goes on to say not only the accusations against Andy Cohen, but in that lawsuit that's ongoing, claiming that Glanville has been subjected to a vicious media campaign based on false allegations of sexual misconduct, and calling Manzo's allegations character assassination. So, yeah, it's messy. Sure is. But that's yeah. It's that whole universe, man. I mean, it breeds stuff like this. It just does. Right. You know, that Vanity Fair article Mm. that was published late last year Mm -hmm. featuring an interview mm -hmm, with Bethany Frankel and uh, talking about folks who have worked on these franchises and in the Real Housewives universe about how messy the shows are. The production of the shows are messy. Uh, We... Ended a segment yesterday, and I was going to put it on the show uh, on our sheet today. Maybe I'll do it. I was thinking about one particular aspect of that that Bethany uh, Frankel had mentioned. And again, you may not like everything that Bethany says, but Bethany knows this world. And she was talking about specifically the vile nature of Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, and I, I look, I enjoy the show, but there was a clip I did not play yesterday on the show, and I now, and it was a crystal clear example of what Bethany was saying. And it was, she said, watch what happens live is produced to create turmoil and keep turmoil going and to pit people against each other. And, and they're like trapped animals. And yesterday was an example. Kyle Richards, she goes, all of these polls of like, who's, you know, who's more whorish or who, you know, and then viewers freaking vote on this stuff. They had Kyle Richards on there and Kyle's already in a vulnerable position right now with her marriage in turmoil. And Andy put up a graphic of Dorit and um, Sutton. And it was a fun game of who has betrayed you more. And it's like, Oh my God. So, and then, so Mm -hmm. Kyle's in a no win position. She has to answer, which will then create more headlines. Then, then, then in turn creates more turmoil which in turn creates more television and it's just, it's icky. It's so gross. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but this just brought up the whole Bravo universe. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. You almost have to go in it with the mindset that you're acting and that has nothing to do with you, even though it's very hard to, it would be very hard to do that. Yep. Oh yes. That's why I'm kind of out with real housewives. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. 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 And I gave it the one and done treatment. Yeah. <laughs> you well, did. I sincerely you gave did. it the you old did. college try with this reboot of the Real Housewives of New York City. Yeah. Now, understanding with that season, it was highly edited and they had to patch together things because of legitimate drama behind the scenes. But ultimately, 
I think that the reason why I'm not in the Real Housewives universe is because Jason, exactly what you just said. I'm I I don't feel comfortable consuming that as entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm watching the OGs. Like I, I again, New York is my. Oh. Comfort show. I go back. I'm I'm on season five right now, and I'm loving life. Those uh, original Real Housewives yes. in New York oh God, City. That's so such good. a different. It's so oh different. God. It's so different. Such <laughs> a, a so different universe in the way that reality television was produced. The way that these people were treated. The the expectations of what was happening. They're just like night and day. Yeah. OC Atlanta. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, classic Atlanta. Yes. Close your legs to married men. <laughs> Shut up, wig. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a completely different world out there. Hey, you know what? We'll end with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm all, all legs closed. So there was an earnings call. Warner Brothers Discovery had that, and they're given lots of details. One of them, more details about this Harry Potter series that was announced <gasps> for Max. It's coming to the small screen in 2026. And each book will get its own season. Love. As it should be. If they're going to redo these movies that aren't that old to begin with, this is the way to do it. To include all the stuff you had to cut out because it's a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Or two and a half in some cases. Yeah. yeah. Or two More, movies in a book. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. movies, thank you, girl. Yeah, divided into two. Uh, WTF is next. Talkers with your experiences with David and the team at First Equity. And here, and I heard from Kirsten. He said, We had an excellent experience. He went above and beyond to ensure that we understood everything that was happening. He even gave advice and recommendations for home insurance brokers and financial advisors. Extremely thoughtful as well. We'll be back to have him on, have him again when it's time to refinance. A big thank you to David and Torben, actually working with Torben uh, this, this time around. But David knows what he's doing when he's picking his team. Live and local, you just can't beat that. They take the time to get to know you, make sure that you are set up for financial success, and answer the most important question, is it the right time for you? And of course, they'll help you navigate that. If it isn't, they'll help you get back on track. So if you are thinking to refinance or get into your first home, shop for a mortgage before you shop for a home, my talk keyword, Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again. Time now for the weekly trivia. Face. Jason and Alexis versus everybody in a pop culture quiz thing. Powered by Trivia Mafia. Here's your host, Holly Roberts. Now make like a woman whose neighbor has a pet chimpanzee and face off. Thanks, pre recorded Rocco. It's 8.30. It's Friday. It's a Jason and Alexis show, and it is time for weekly trivia face off. Powered by Trivia Mafia, Jason and Alexis go head-to-head against the cavalcade of My Talk stars. And today we're doing a little My Talk show remix where Jason and Alexis are going to face off against Donna Valentine and Bradley Trainer. Yeah. yeah! Morning, everyone! Hi! 
Morning. Hey, friends. Hi. 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 And our topic today, you know, delayed by a few weeks, but better late than never. We're doing Grammys trivia. Before we get to that, yes. though, um, uh, Donna, uh, Alexis, Holly, and I want to put you on the spot. Okay. You ready? Yes. Um, the most important thing that our president, Dan Seaman, the emperor is doing right now is organizing appetizer madness for our company. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Um, it's back. Okay. Uh, it's all he cares about. Forget the stations that he runs. Uh, we are committed to participating. Yeah. Uh, it is Bradley my understanding. Is. Brad is making some sort of phallic shaped <laughs> sourdough. Oh, yeah. it is sourdough. We were no, no, no. We were actually, this, yeah, dough or. Don's Don's got some balls. Yeah. Perfect. Couple balls. Um, Donna, do we have a commitment from the DNS? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Thank you, Donna. We don't want to stand out as, you know, the party poopers. Oh, what do you what do you think you're gonna great. make? Is it gonna be you or Steve cooking? Do you I think? think we're I think we're gonna get Mike on this too, and we're all gonna make a little bit. Of the same thing, I see, but maybe yeah. a variation. Oh, I like wonderful, that. wonderful, I like that. wonderful! And you can't tell Steve that he can go down to the cafeteria and buy cans of Celsius and open them and put them on the counter. I thought that was <laughs> yes, Holly. He, he was going to get his Nailed wife it. to do it, and I'm like, no, that's no, not no, how no. it works. So yes, we will participate. Thank you. All right, you. I think I know March twentieth going down. Are you, you going to tell them? <gasps> no, do I have to? No. Well, okay. we did, Donna, but sure, if you yeah, want to be we like all that, put our cards on the table. What you Donna? I'm telling you. Ah! Well, you we told me. Did. It's not a secret. It's not a it's secret. Not, it's no. a pretty basic thing. What it involves doing? Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. Oops. Oh, okay. Oh, so Bro. some spinach oh. dip. Oh, we're good. No, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be ham and Swiss sliders. Oh, it's sweet Lex and Holly, savory. Those are delicious, though. They're so they good. They are good, Lex. Oh, I'm so hungry. Okay. Oh, I know, God. I am too. Okay, well, Back we got to play the game. Yeah, we no, do. Let's go. Yeah, we and then do, we yeah. can get to our wonderful, delicious snacks. Now, here are the rules of the game. We got 10 <laughs> questions in this game. Each team will play three questions in the first segment, then two in the second. We're alternating questions between teams. Jason and Alexis will go first. Then Donna and Bradley. Teams have 20 seconds to submit their answers. Your 20 seconds begins after I've asked the question in full. Remember to say final answer to submit your answer. But if you don't do that before the 20 seconds is up or you're wrong, the opposing team can steal the question. They'll have 10 seconds to steal, and the team with the most points at the end of the game wins! Yay! 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 I hope we don't have to remember all that. Well, they're the rules, Donna. Yeah. I mean, we'll go. We'll you've done this a few times. <laughs> yeah, you, Donna, this isn't your first time. <laughs> we'll just go with the flow is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Free and easy, Donna. All right. Jason and Alexis, here's your first question about the Grammys. The timer will begin after I've asked the question in full. Despite prominent album of the year losses to Beck and Adele, what singer holds the record for the most Grammy wins and is tied for most nominations. Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, Final answer. Final answer. Coming in hot, Jason and Alexis, Beyonce. Good job. People were yeah. pissed that back oh, yeah, that, people were oh. mad. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Donna Bradley. <sighs> here's your first question. The timer will begin after I read it in full. Doo-wop That Thing was the first single off a 1998 record that became the first hip-hop album to win a Grammy for Album of the Year. Name that artist. What? <laughs> Doo-wop That Thing. Doo-wop That Thing. Do you know that song? How about like Is the Sugar Hill Gang or something like sure. that? Sure. 
Yeah? In 1998. Oh, is that the year she said? No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> how, like how about Bruno Mars? Five is there somebody seconds. like that? Let's say uh, Bruno? Bruno Mars. I don't know. He no. seems kind of doo uh, oh, Time's okay. up, Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Hill. Final answer. For the steal, Jason and Alexis Donna. have done. I'm really bad at this. In the words of ever. Matthew McConaughey, why are we here? Stop <laughs> it! Stop! Why are we here? We, Brad and I both realize we're both very bad at this. But oh, Donna, please. It gets harder. Don't worry. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, good. Feeling good yeah. about that. Donna, yeah. you're the only one of us who has worked in music radio. Well, that's what I told her yeah, when I watched it. Yes. I was like, well, at least you've been in music radio for a while. Guys, I spent 20 and a half years in country during the 90s. I feel like. To the 2000s. Dawn would have. Known they went that good answer. as two. <laughs> Thank you, Lex. Yeah, Yeah, Alan Jackson. Travis Tramp. I'm sure that's the direction we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Alexis, here's your next question about the Grammys. Okay. From 1990 until 2011, best hard rock performance was a category at the Grammy Awards. What band took home this award in 1994 for the song Plush? Girl. Metallica? Plush. I don't know. Oh my gosh. White snake. We're gonna just be what punching ourselves. Uh, who'd you say first? Five seconds. Metallica. Meta- final answer. I, uh, I, uh, for the uh, steal. Steal. Aerosmith. Oh. Final. Is it? Uh, oh, no. good guess, Donna. Yes. Thanks, Brad. Oh, we're gonna. Stone Temple. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. STP. That's hard rock. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, Bradley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we're supposed to know that. Yeah. <gasps> we're gay. We're not supposed to know that. <laughs> like, do I get a, do I get like a handicap no. uh, score? No. For hard rock. <laughs> You're teeing off get, closer to the hole. Hand- yeah. No. <laughs> Don and Bradley. <laughs> Okay. Your next question. Oh, we have to do another one. Yeah, well, yeah, this yeah. is an over Bradley, yeah. yeah. We've only just begun. Where's brunch? <laughs> <laughs> what pianist oh. and singer has received Grammy nominations for each of her five albums from Tidal in 1996 through Fetch the Bolt Cutters in 2020? Fetch the Bolt Okay, oh, so I let's talk it through. I was thinking Alicia, Alicia Keys, Keys, Nora Jones... Fetch the bolt cutter. Who would be more likely to have a bolt cutter? I think Nora Jones is a little you more redneck. She's like, I'm going to cut that yeah. bolt. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. Let's like, go get for the Joe truck. Nora Jones, final. Uh, for the steal. Pianist. I mean, do Fiona we go with Apple. The... Is, she... is she? Okay, I think final so. answer. Uh, yes! Yes! Yeah! How did you know that? Um, <laughs> what? I. <laughs> I only know it because I went on a date. I, it's a long story, but I know it. That's I own. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. good job. Wow, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, killing it. Was, I know. Just know that it was playing. That's all I want to oh. say. Yeah. Uh, well, what criminal? Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Title. What an album for a date, Jason. But that got you a point on the board. <laughs> yes. Jason and Alexis now have three points in our WTF about the Grammys. Donna and Bradley yet to get on the board. We still have one more question before yeah. we go to break. Let's try this. Jason and Alexis. The first Asian artist to win the Grammy for Album of the Year did so in 1982 
as part of a duo for the album Double Fantasy. Who is the artist? 82, I don't I Donna just scribbled something down. <laughs> I think she knows this, Jason. Do you know it? 1982? D- no, duo I mean, Asian. Duo, uh, um, Yoko Ono? I don't know. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, final answer? Come on. Yes. No, Lex. The album Donald. <laughs> Is hysterical. John Lennon and yeah. John Lennon. And John yeah, Lennon. we stumbled oh. upon that. There she is. <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> Dang it! Still getting it is done. Is this firework? <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jason, Alexis. God, you guys are killing it. That was by the hair on our. Yeah. I know. Well, Donna and Bradley, you have one more question before we go to break. We do. Feeling good yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. The next Grammy win for an Asian American artist for album of the year wouldn't happen for another two decades. When what artist won several Grammy awards in 2003, including album of the year for Come Away With Me. Come Away With Me. With me. Who's saying that? Isn't that Nora Jones? Wait, yeah. she's not Asian. Nora, oh gosh, come away with me. Come what about Yoko with... Ono and John Lennon's, what's his name? Oh, Sean. I don't think he won album of the year. Oh, okay. Five seconds. Nora Jones. Bjork. No. Bjork. Oh, what? Oh, no. Who sings come away with me? That is Nora Jones. Sorry, time's up for the steal. Nora Jones, yeah, final, final answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Wait a minute. I think we made it before <laughs> no. the buzzer, but whatever. You didn't find But we didn't answer. say final answer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember those rules yeah, that you said? I I said Donna, I remember, remember you were supposed to write it down. Yeah. Oh, Donna, it. remember you said, I hope I don't have to remember all these rules. No, yes. I sure yeah. do. Well, uh-huh. you're welcome. Yeah, Nora Jones, her <laughs> father, Ravi Shankar. From India. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, her dad is Ravi wow. Shankar. I didn't know it either, yeah. There you go. The famous... Amazingly talented Ravi Shankar. is Icelandic, isn't she? <sighs> yeah, she is. Yeah, that's someone else. No, I know, but... You, oh, you, you, you're you thinking... She's Bjork. talking about the other Bjork. <laughs> you, you, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> the other Bjork. The other one? I, yeah. I didn't know you said Bjork. Costume. I thought you were still talking about Nora Jones uh, being Icelandic. Oh. I'm like, when did that happen? Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> you know oh, what? God. We'll solve that riddle in the break. <laughs> Jason and Alexis have five points. Don and Bradley yet to get on the board, but hey, (laughs) is it anybody's game? I don't know. Do the math. We're going to come back with the second half of our weekly trivia face-off powered by Trivia. I can do do a Bjork impression. My friend make a for me. That's my impression of her on the red carpet about her swan dress. Thank you. Let's get back to it. Back to it. Time for the thrilling conclusion of weekly trivia. Face. Powered by Trivia Mafia. Back to you, Holly. Oh, thank you, Rocco. It's time for the conclusion of this week's weekly trivia face-off. Powered by Trivia Mafia. And if you love trivia, you're going to love Trivia Mafia. They run live trivia events all over the Twin Cities, and it's always free to play. And it's always an awesome time. Go to TriviaMafia.com to learn more. Go Trivia Mafia. Now, when we went to break, Jason and Alexis have five points. Don and or Don and Mopping Bradley, the floor. <laughs> yet to get on the board, but we got more questions to get to. So let's 
get right back to our Grammys weekly trivia face-off. Jason and Alexis, the next question is yours. A Christmas song with the subtitle, Christmas Don't Be Late, was nominated for Record of the Year at the first Grammy Awards in 1959. It was recorded by David Seville and the blank. Fill in the blank. The Chipmunks. You feeling good about that, Jace? Final answer? Final answer. Chipmunks. The Chipmunks! Nice! You guys are so good at this! Totally amazing. You knew that, huh, Brad? Yeah, well, when she she said David Seville, I was like, oh, and the Chipmunks! Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to David Seville's house one time. Did you really? Oh, Why did, where does he live? Uh, the family estates in Santa Barbara. I went there for the Chipmunks movie, the new one. Oh my and we god! Got to two oh my god! How fun! Barbara. It was really oh. cool. May yeah. we all write novelty records so we can have an estate in Santa Barbara? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Who wow. says we have it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Secrets. Oh. Mm-hmm. Disco duck has been taken, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, the Rick D's estate in Dubuque, Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Another question for Donna and Bradley about the Grammys. The youngest black Nobel laureate was an activist who won the Peace Prize in 1964. He also won a posthumous Grammy Award in 1971 for a recording of a speech titled, Why I Oppose the War in Vietnam. Name that laureate. Oh, I like I can see him. It's oh, not like that no. person. No. Um, what year? 64. I can't think of his name. Oh, man. The Grammy in 1971. Posthumous. His 71. name is. Come to me. Five Come seconds. to me, brain. Say Come to anything. me. <laughs> anything. For the steel. God, that's going to really hurt. Chase, you have a twinkle in your eye. Do you know this? I did, but then the minute, uh, I don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh! No! 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah! wrote it. Donna wrote Donna it. Donna wrote it, and I was like, no, because oh, I'm thinking, who am I thinking of, Holly? I don't know who you're thinking of. Oh, man. Who, who are you thinking of? You're fired. A, a peace laureate, the Nobel the Peace Laureate. Peace Laure- oh, or are you thinking yeah, of like James Baldwin? Is yes, James Baldwin. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I got to your drawer, Bradley. Thank you. You're oh, oh, She's always got me. Mm-hmm. But I, can I just laugh at the fact that Donna? We get a Donna song. is literally killing <laughs> it over here and has gotten zero <laughs> for it. <laughs> can I just laugh that Lex and I get the question about the chipmunks and Do- and Donna and Bradley <laughs> totally uh, get the question about a poet, poet laureate? You know what yes. I mean uh, from 1962. <laughs> <laughs> Well, poet threw me off, but you were just too. like, that's yeah. fine. That's the first thing I wrote. I'm like, okay, we got this. God. I don't know. I didn't I say mean, a Nobel lor- or poet laureate. Yeah, you're right. Prize. You're right. Peace yeah. Prize. Yeah. Yeah. I, my brain just heard poet. It's okay. Oh, it's all right. It's you know right. what? Here's, here's the deal is that uh, Jason and Alexis won. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they deserve it. Every point. Let's do so some questions Donna. for fun. Yes! All right, all right. A minute and a half left. Your last yes. question. Jason and Alexis, the 2001 launch of a Google image search was inspired partially by the huge number of people looking for pictures of a green dress worn to the Grammys the previous year. By what celebrity? J-Lo. Final answer. Yes, in her Versace green dress. Yeah. 
Man. Chipmunks, Versace, yes. <laughs> yeah. Don and Bradley, get Martin Luther King Jr. Well, yeah. We're like, you know, we're and Nora 17th Jones. century yeah. violinist. You guys get this. <laughs> this 16th century violinist well, was very good on the tuba. Posthumous. Well. Donna, yeah. Donna, Brad, here's your final question. Louis Armstrong won his only Grammy Award in 1965 for singing the title song from what Broadway musical? Uh, starring Carol Channing as I mean, a cantankerous matchmaker. <gasps> Hello, Zampali. Dolly. Yeah. Yes! yes! Final answer. On the board! Yes! 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 Yeah! You, you are on the board, you two, with 10 <laughs> seconds left in the show. And I almost didn't say final answer. Oh, that God, would have been that delicious. Been oh, my oh. gosh, yes. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Competing tunes here. We could just let this go right to Don and Steve. There we go. <laughs> right, good yeah. game, guys. Good game. Thanks, go thanks Donna. Thanks, I, Brad. I let you go down. Out, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We love you so much. A fantastic weekend. And we'll talk on Monday. Don and Steve experience up next. Bye for now.